0: Everything is happening in the United States. It's to keep us divided because once the people wake up to who the real enemy is, which is the establishment, meaning Joe Biden, Donald Trump, the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, and as soon as they wake up to that, that's when the establishment's in trouble. So they have to keep us fighting.
1: Hello and welcome to Trigonometry, I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kissin. And this is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people.
2: Delighted to say our brilliant guest today is a comedian, YouTuber, and political commentator, Jimmy Dore. Welcome to Trigonometry. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's a great pleasure to have you on. Listen, one of the things we've been talking about a lot on the show is how the polarization we saw politically in the last few years is now... Made its way into the COVID conversation. And I know that you and I and Francis have all found that. Uh, in our case, we recently had COVID, uh, and some people thought that t- even talking about having COVID is like selling out. And uh, we're sponsored by Pfizer now, which is of course you know it, nonsense. It's Moderna, uh, but <laughs> right. Uh, but with y- with you, it was even weirder because you got the jab, you got double jabbed, and people were like, "Well, you trust the government now?" And you were like, "No, I trust my doctor." And then you had some side effects from the vaccine, which were quite serious, I understand. Uh, and when you talked about it, people were like, you were anti-vax for talking about. So, so what do you make of this whole place that we find ourselves in?
0: Yeah, it's remarkable how they can turn everything into the uh, culture wars in the United States. And right now there's a big interest in the United States uh, in keeping America fighting each other. And uh, there was a, the problem wasn't Trump, the problem was that the Trump supporters flex their muscle just like the uh, people did in Britain when they passed Brexit. And uh, so they can't let the great unwashed have a voice in politics. And that's, so that's why these culture wars in the United States have been ramped up like crazy and everything is a culture war and they're afraid of people like Joe Rogan um, and me who actually speaks to a broad audience. So they've tried to make, uh, the fact that I appeal, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a populist. And, uh, the fact that I try to work with people, uh, who wouldn't, wouldn't be considered lefty because we agree on issues like ending wars, uh, getting care to people, police brutality, stuff like that. Uh, you know, student debt, uh, marijuana, uh, all kinds of stuff that uh, we agree on across the aisle, as they used to say. And that used to be a good thing. But now that actually scares the shit out of the establishment. Mm-hmm. So anybody in the United States who uh, tries to uh, uh, actually force change against the establishment by working uh together uh, on ideas instead of politics that scares them so uh when i had a thing to get them to vote on it was called force the vote here in the united states and uh, i was going to get them to uh try to get them to flex their muscle to force a vote in the congress to bring medicare for all to everybody in the united states you know we don't have that because our Our government is run by corporations. We live in an oligarchy, and that's not hyperbole. Those are facts. Those have been proven by a Princeton study. We live in an oligarchy. We don't have a democracy. Our democracy was stolen from us a long time ago, and now they want to pretend that what happened on January 6th uh, was a, a threat to our democracy. We don't have a democracy. That was a threat to our oligarchy, but it wasn't really a threat at all. But uh, so everything is happening in the United States. It's to keep us divided because once the people wake up to who the real enemy is, which is the establishment, meaning Joe Biden, Donald Trump, the Republicans and the Democrats. uh, And as soon as they wake up to that, that's when the establishment's in trouble. So they have to keep us fighting. And everything now is a culture war and including the vaccines. Right. And everybody on the left. Uh, decided to be uncritical of the vaccines, the vaccine mandate, uh, of Pfizer, of Dr. Fauci, of anything that has to do with COVID policy, if you have a critique of it, you're immediately slammed as an anti-vaxxer. Look what happened to Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton got the vaccine, got injured by the vaccine, and immediately he's the worst person in the world because he told people about his reaction to the vaccine, that's not how science is supposed to work. It happened to me too. So when I got injured by the vaccine, I was still sick about five weeks after my second jab, and so I tweeted it out. I said, "Hey, I'm still having all these symptoms," and people started calling me anti-vax and a liar. And uh, you, you know, that's not how science works. We know that there are adverse reactions. Uh, to vaccines. That's why there's a thing called veyers, And so you're supposed to go report them. Everybody knows. And what helps make science better is people telling you their reactions to medicines and vaccines. And so you can make them better. But that's not what this is about. This is about you shutting up and going along with the corporate narrative. And if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get, it's a cult. What has happened in the United States is the Democratic Party became a cult under Donald Trump. And they pushed an evidence-free conspiracy theory called Russiagate for four straight years. They didn't accept the results of the 2016 election. They said Donald Trump was a traitor to our country. He was working for Russia. And uh, the election was rigged. And there was a coup that happened in our country. And Russia committed it along with Donald Trump. So as soon as Donald Trump loses his election, he starts saying the same thing. And that's illegal, you can't do that. The Democrats and the establishment did it for four straight years. But as soon as Donald Trump and the Republicans do the exact same thing, uh, they're, that's illegal. You can't do that. You can't you can't mention it on YouTube. You can't met, you're considered a conspiracy nut and you'll have your channel taken down. In fact, Primo Nutmeg, he did have a video taken down and or Primo Radical, he calls himself now, uh, because he just took a question uh, about January 6th. And and and, uh, and about uh, voter fraud, and uh, anyway, so that's how. So when they have to uh, censor like that, that tells me they're afraid, and uh, they don't censor people who are actually crazy and don't give and don't have anything to say. I remember when they started censoring; it was just going to be Alex Jones, and everybody was for it on the left, and I'm like, you fucking morons. Uh, you're an independent news space on YouTube. Don't you think this is going to, you don't see how this works. You have no uh, sense of history. And I said this on the young Turks to the, to one of the COOs of the young Turks on air. I said, you're an idiot because, uh, as soon as you say something that goes against the establishment, they're going to come for you. And now look, who's going to getting censored everybody's getting censored. It went from Alex Jones, now it goes to the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine technology. Now he's not allowed to talk on social media anymore. So it started with Alex Jones, it went to RFK Jr., they banned a Kennedy, then they banned Donald Trump, a president of the United States, and now they're banning the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine technology. And the Democrats are cheering it on, the people who consider themselves left. But if you're voting for Joe Biden, you're voting for an extreme right winger. And that's what people in the in America don't understand. In any other country, Joe Biden would be considered an extreme right winger. Why would you say that, Jimmy? Because he's against universal health care. If anybody in any other country is against universal health care, I'm pretty sure they're considered an extreme right winger. So this is the world we're living in now where everything is politicized in the United States. And then the people who voted for Joe Biden repeat the establishment narrative that fuels this culture war. Kyle Rittenhouse is a perfect example. Kyle Rittenhouse, they uh, shot three people in Kenosha, Wisconsin, during a riot uh, where they were setting buildings on fire and people were attacking him. He shot three of them. It was uh they called him a racist and a white supremacist for a year straight. And then the trial happened, and nobody realized he had only shot white people. Mm. <laughs> he had only shot white people who were attacking him. And I said, Boy, he must be a real remedial white supremacist because he only shoots white people. He doesn't, maybe he's colorblind and he doesn't know how to be a good white supremacist. So uh, and just saying that, just me saying that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three white people, people call me a right winger for saying that. I'm not kidding. So the biggest, uh, the most attention I got, and that's why I go by Jimmy the Dirtback Left, was when I had on what they call a Boogaloo Boy. Now, Boogaloo Boys are different from Proud Boys. And Proud Boys are known to be a very like extreme white nationalist group group. Uh, uh, Far right uh, political types, right? Uh, Hang on a second, Jimmy.
1: I don't know a lot about the Proud Boys, but isn't there isn't leader Latino? Isn't he like
0: a Puerto Rican? I don't know anything. I really don't know much about the Proud Boys. I had a Boogaloo boy on, so I saw. I brought on a Boogaloo boy. Now the Boogaloo boys were invented as a reaction to the Proud Boys, right? They're people who are gun nuts and they're called They call themselves libertarians, but they're they're anti racist. They're pro-Black Lives Matter. They provided uh, uh, security for Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, They're they're pro-LGBTQ. In fact, the guy I interviewed was gay. Uh, And they were reaching out to people across every political spectrum in peace. And they said, we need to come together. So I brought that guy on my show. I interviewed him. That's when I got all these hit pieces written on me in New York Magazine, Newsweek. They all came out and wrote these these hit pieces, and then they—I uh, trended on Twitter for three days because they had all their trolls on Twitter come after me, and uh, they, it made me trend for three days. I loved it. Um, and, and, and attention is great. Uh, so, no, J- Jimmy,
1: Jimmy, can I can I ask you a question because I feel you and I are quite similar where we are politically. So, a little bit of background about me: I was a stand-up comedian for eleven years. Before that, I was a teacher for many years. I worked in some of the poorest boroughs. In London, with kids, you know, real real desperate situations, real poverty. I have never been described by anybody, particularly my friends on the right, as being on the right. But immediately, you start questioning the left narrative. You question, like, I had a friend jump down my throat because I took the piss out of Kamala Harris. Right? He's like, yes. You can't tell... You- why is that?
0: Why is it that they a have a narrative? <laughs> it's a cult. Go for it. Explain Cause it. Because it's a goddamn cult. Well, it happened to me when I wouldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. The Democratic Party and the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, and Hillary Clinton were revealed through WikiLeaks to be completely corrupt, and they rigged the 2016 primary, which is why three people had to step down from the DNC, including the chair, when it was revealed. Uh, and I was like, I'm not voting for this. Uh, I'm not voting for Hillary Clinton. She's the worst. And, you know, eight years of Barack Obama, uh, so that that, there's Barack Obama governed exactly like Ronald Reagan would have uh, or or John McCain or Mitt Romney. There was no difference between Barack Obama and a Republican. He ramped up the wars. He took us from two wars to seven. He put he uh, deported more Hispanics and put those kids in He deported more Hispanics than Donald Trump did by double. Uh, and so it's just he puts a pretty face on the horrible stuff our government was doing. And so I'm I'm not going to vote for Hillary Clinton uh, to put a nice face on the horrible stuff we're doing. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is just Donald Trump, uh, but demented.
2: i think we will lead with that quote for this interview jimmy Uh, listen you're making some very interesting points and i almost regret having asked you about covid because i'm tired of talking about it and the points you're making are far more interesting to me so let's delve more into that because you talked about how america is not a democracy you talked about a princeton study to the people that already are aware of you and your positions that that will make sense but to a lot of our audience, I don't think they've ever heard that. So what the hell are you talking about when America is the beacon of democracy and everyone <laughs> in the world looks up to America? Like what's wrong with American democracy, Jimmy?
0: Well, American democracy runs on cash and the cash comes from corporations and billionaires and that's who they serve. So if you remember, uh, Noam Chomsky wrote a book called Manufacturing Consent, taught you how the establishment news actually just manufactures consent for the people who own them. And that's the same thing for the politicians. They're owned. Uh, so they can't run without cash. and they, we have forever political campaigns. So So politicians are forever fundraising. Uh, Joe Biden's first uh, a, a campaign stop, was with a bunch of executives from Comcast, right? Which has always voted the worst company to work for in the world. Comcast <laughs> a huge media company in the United States. And he promised them that nothing will fundamentally change. And it's not. Uh, we don't have a living wage. We don't have student debt relief. We don't have health care. We don't even have a public option. And Joe Biden has more deaths with the vaccine than Donald Trump had without. So, uh Their politicians are beholden to their donor class. We call it the donor class. And those are the oligarchs. And they'll even say it. Uh, I I, I did a a segment one time where a billionaire was on MSNBC complaining and warning Nancy Pelosi that if she doesn't stop demonizing billionaires, he's going to take their money away from the Democratic Party. And so they give orders to politicians. Who does? The billionaire class, Wall Street. Those are the people who run our country, which is why 80% of workers live paycheck to paycheck in the United States. uh, uh, 50% of all wage earners earn less than $30,000 a year. And uh, 50% of Americans can't afford a $400 emergency. So that's what happens. So I always try to tell people, what, what do you call a system that takes the richest country the face of the earth has ever seen and deems half of it people <clears throat> poor or low income? You call that a failed system. And so we're living in a failed system. It's an oligarchy. They did a study in Princeton, and it, it revealed that the if you are in the uh, bottom 90 percent of wage earners, uh, if your desires is never reflected in legislation, but let's say if you're in the upper 10 percent of the wealthy in the United States and let's say uh, so what, there's a direct correlation. If they want something, it becomes legislation. The bottom 90 percent, it doesn't become legislation. They have no ref- no representation, basically. And so that's why I say we live in an oligarchy. It was proven. We all know it, but it had to be proven through a study. They proved it. And so our democracy has been taken. We should have health care. Republicans and Democrats both favor a single payer healthcare system in the United States. They won't even not only will they not vote on it or give it to us, they won't even talk about it. They're not even talking about it. So that's what that's what I mean when I say we live in an oligarchy.
2: Uh, and I, I see. And what's interesting to me is obviously. Uh, the reason people accuse you of being right-wing is you're happy to go on a show like Tucker Carlson or talk to people who are who who you agree with on certain issues. Right. Do Do you not worry? Uh, and I'm curious. I'm not making this accusation, but I'm curious whether you don't worry about working with people on whom with whom you might disagree on some other very profound issues.
0: Uh, no. Uh, I don't worry about that. If anybody's against war, I'll work with them to end war. If anybody is for Julian Assange and press freedom, I'll work with them. And if half the country needs to hear the message, I'll go on a show that speaks to half the country to give my message to them. Tucker Carlson said, uh, one of the last times I was on his show, he said that uh, I changed his mind on Julian Assange through the power of my arguments. And uh, that's exactly what used to be the gold standard as a lefty is that you're supposed to have a message for people. You're supposed to have a message for people who are disaffected and being uh, oppressed by the establishment. You're supposed to have a message for them. But in the United States now, like when I brought on that guy who was a boogaloo boy, that was the end, because that was the left, populist left and the populist right coming together. And that's the thing that scares them the most. So they had to stop that. And when I go on Tucker Carlson, that's me, the populist left, speaking to the populist right, and they can't have that. So they got to stop that. You know, Democrats have been going on Fox news forever i mean bill o'reilly had on barack obama uh uh, diane feinstein uh used to uh, to be a regular on fox news sunday they they go on everybody goes on fox news because they speak to half the country but as soon as you go on fox news to actually bring an anti-establishment message to half the country that's when it's right wing and you're a bad person and you're supporting all the bad things in the world uh and people like to make tucker carlson out to be worse than Nancy, than, uh, then Rachel Maddow. No, I don't. Rachel Maddow pushed an evidence-free conspiracy theory that red baited the president of the United States. She's for censorship. She's for our uh, foreign entanglements. Uh, she, uh, she's pro-war, which makes her, uh, she's got blood on her hands. And she props up the system that gives us these, these wars. And she lies to the American people on the regular. She's lying about COVID at nuclear speed at the top of her lungs all the time. And of course, it'll never get censored because she's lying in uh, uh, to prop up the corporate narrative. So if you lie at the behest of the establishment, there's never a price to pay. But if you tell the truth that blows up the narrative of the establishment, that's when you'll be taken down and you'll be smeared. Look what they do to Glenn Greenwald now. Look what they do to uh, Matt Taibbi. Look what they do to anybody who challenges the establishment status quo. You're immediately deemed a A white nationalist, a racist, a right winger, a grifter. They have to do that. It's amazing. Uh, All through COVID, I ended every one of my shows by saying, keep your money. Nobody has a job right now because we're in a lockdown. So keep your money. At the same time, every other YouTuber was begging for donations I had doing fundraising campaigns, but then they call me the grifter. I take I don't take any corporate money. I take my money from my donors and they can't stand. So that's how so because I have broad appeal and people on the populist right share the ideas that I'm actually pushing for and I'll work with them. Uh, that's a that's a threat and they have to stop that. And that's the world we're in now.
2: Hey Francis, would you like to learn another language? No mate, already know foreign languages perfectly.
1: Oi Gary, Oué le la You can't go on holiday mate without knowing where the swimming pool is.
2: La biblioteca is the library, you idiot.
1: Exactly, you can never be too far away from knowledge and sexually frustrated librarians.
2: For those of you who do want to learn a language and connect with another culture, or maybe just brush up on your Spanish for the next holiday, Babbel is the app for you.
1: Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, things you're gonna use in everyday life, like
2: finding out where the bibliotech is. Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts, meaning real people so you learn useful vocabulary and not meaningless phrases like the ones Francis keeps uttering. Babbel's teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective across multiple studies. With Babbel, you can choose from 14
1: different languages, including Spanish, French, Italians, and and the other ones. Babbel is available as an app or online and your progress will be synced across all devices.
2: Babbel is offering our listeners six months free with a purchase of a six month subscription with our promo code, which is TRIGGER. Go to babbel.com forward slash play and use promo code TRIGGER for an extra six months for free. We're even going to get Francis on it. You might learn English.
1: Mm, That's dot com forward slash play. Promo code TRIGGER. I use Babbel and look at me now. You hablar español. Absolutely perfecto. No online, Gary. Jimmy, why is it, right, that, that I look as, as, as somebody who still considers myself to be on the left, what you're saying, practically everything I agree
2: with and I support. Except the not taking money, right? Yeah, except
1: except the i am half Latin American. <laughs> it's what we do, it's our culture. Stop judging, right? Okay, but here's the thing, Jimmy. Why is it that I look at people on the left, they don't talk about this. They talk about identity politics ad nauseam. And to the point where the, what they talk about has got no relevance to the vast majority of people, either who live in America or in the UK. The people outside the big cities, the average person struggling month on month just to make it to the end of the month. Why is it they don't talk on that, and why is it they focus on these ridiculous subjects that that nobody cares about, or only a tiny
0: percentage of people care about? Oh, because they've—so the establishment, again, in lieu of actually doing something to improve your life, what they do is they uh, distract you by putting someone in power who looks like you to also suppress you and oppress you, right? Right. Uh, so for for the joke I do, if it was 1860, the Democrats would be bragging about their first transgendered slave owner. (laughs) And so that's what they do. They, I, it's, it's obvious that's what they, and so the establishment has co-opted identity politics and they use it against people. They use it to keep people from doing anything for them that would help their economics or, or their financial, anything that would help. So we're not going to give you health care, but we'll have uh, we'll have uh, uh, a gay black person to keep it from you. Right. Just that's what Barack Obama was. Barack Obama was the black guy to come do the bidding of Wall Street. And so everybody got fooled because because it's a black guy. You wouldn't think that he would be a tool of Wall Street, the military industrial complex, big pharma. And by the way, Barack Obama said he wouldn't sign a health care bill that didn't have a public option. He signed a health care bill that didn't have a public option and he never gave us. But he gave us a right wing health care plan that is for profit. And the minute that Barack Obama passed that health care plan, the stock prices of health insurance companies, a big pharma went through the roof because they knew that was a giveaway to them, not to people. People still go bankrupt. I went bankrupt. I got sick and I in, in the United States. I had a bone problem. I went. I had, I had health insurance. I went fucking bankrupt. Everybody goes bankrupt. And everybody knows it, and that's why everybody wants to have uh, universal health care, Medicare for all the United States. Uh, now, I, and I just I I, I want to make this point before I I, I go any further. Until uh, Lawrence O'Donnell hosts a show here on MSNBC, and he used to work uh, for a guy who ran the Senate. Uh, for a while, right? So he knows politics and he knows democratic politics. And Lawrence O'Donnell said one time before he had a show, uh, he said that you'll never get the Democratic Party to come to your point of view. You can't pull them left until you're willing to show you're not gonna vote for them. And so that's the thing that they're not willing to do. So people who voted for Bernie Sanders voted for Hillary Clinton. People who voted for Bernie Sanders voted for Joe Biden. And I tried to tell them until you're willing to not vote for Democrats and stop donating to them, you'll never have a change in government. You're going to keep getting this. And so that's what I've been trying to start another major party. Well, I've been I'm not trying. Other people are doing it. I'm just trying to help them. And uh, that's in Ralph Nader made the same point in, in 2000. So 21 years ago, Ralph Nader said, what we need to get is 10 to 15 million people. Not that we can win the national election, but we can we are the kingmakers because nobody can get elected without us. And that's what we should have did. We didn't. Bernie Sanders is a, sh- a charlatan. Because he, pre- he preached revolution, but what he did was he took all that revolutionary energy from the progressives and he funneled it right back into the pro-Wall Street, pro-war, anti-worker party where it dies. And that's exactly... So that's what Shama Sawan, who's an elected socialist in Seattle, on my show, she said that wrote the... the, the the road inside the Democratic Party for progressives leads to a graveyard. So there's no there's no future in the. De- so if I want fifteen dollar minimum wage, I'm going to have to fight the Democrats. If I want health care, I'm going to have to fight the Democrats. If I want to end the wars, I'm going to have to fight the Democrats. If I want immigration reform, I'm going to have to fight the Democrats. If I want prison reform, I'm going to have to fight the Democrats. No matter what you want to get done, there's a Democrat standing in your way. And that's the problem. And one more thing I'd like to say about mandates is they don't make sense from a worker perspective. I had on a Marxist economist, Richard Wolf, on my show, that said, it's ridiculous that the left is pushing for mandates and ostracizing anybody who's any workers who are against them. You're just pushing them into the hands of the right wing. We should be using those people who are against, who are anti-authority as uh, in our political process and our, our political. But they're they're letting them go. That's one. The, the, the second reason why I'm against mandates is because they've been lying to us about the effects of vaccines since they started. First, they said and that vaccine stop the virus and they stop you from transmitting it or getting it. Well, they don't do that. And they always knew that, but they lied to us. And uh, I just saw a headline today. Uh, the fact that it, from Australia, the fact that half the patients in the ICU are vaccinated proves that the vaccine is working. That's a real headline. I just tweeted it out. That's a real headline. So um, if you can transmit the virus and you can contract the virus, if you're vaccinated, and every, by the way, here's another thing people don't know. Everyone's going to get coronavirus. There's no getting out of this. The virus is never going away and it's always going to be here. They never tell you that on the news. And they never tell you no matter how many fucking masks you wear or how many vaccines you take, you are still going to get that fucking virus. And, and no matter how many quarantines or how many vaccine passports, you are still getting fucking coronavirus. That is a bullshit tactic. And, uh, so if you're going to get the coronavirus, who the fuck do you and if and you can still spread it if, if you're vaccinated and you can still contract it if you're vaccinated. Who the fuck do you care if you get it from someone who's vaccinated or unvaccinated? That doesn't make logical sense. And when people when I ask people that question, they start to do circular logic. They talk in circles and there's, it doesn't make. So you're going to get coronavirus. Who do you care if you get it from? What you should be doing is being prepared to get it, and they never tell you that. How do you prepare to get it, Jimmy? Well, you get your vitamin D three way up. You get your vitamin K two way up. You get your zinc up. You get uh, you, you find out where you can get monoclonal antibodies when you get sick. They don't talk about or fluvoxamine, which has been proven to fit. And then they also suppress the early treatments. They also. I urge everyone to go to the NIH's own website and look up uh, ivermectin and uh, the the studies they did with COVID, the best you can get is the CDC will say, there's not enough evidence to recommend for ivermectin or against it, but they did tell everybody it was a horse medicine. They did lie to everybody and tell everybody that a medicine that was on the WHO's list of essential medicines is somehow poison, and you're a crazy person if you take it, even though it's one of the safest drugs in history, and it's been prescribed over 3 billion times. That's the power of big pharma on the media in the United States. And those are the same people who control our politicians. So that's where we're at. And that's why vaccine mandates are fucking bullshit. Uh, well I'm glad, said. Yeah, well said. And I'm glad to see you sitting on the fence, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody can answer that question. If there's a vaccinated person who has coronavirus, yeah. an unvaccinated person who has coronavirus, why do you care who...
2: Right.
0: Yeah. I from? think we have we, get it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've made these very points, even in our episode where we talked about our experience of getting COVID. We had it quite badly. But one of the points that I think everyone agrees with now, especially with Omicron, which is so contagious, it has an R of, of 10. Right. Uh, everyone's going to get it and so in addition to all the things you listed uh you can lose weight by the way you can get in shape all of these things that I lost haven't been talked during
0: covid i lost 25 right. pounds during covid just by because i had to cook at home yeah. and yeah. yeah and they don't tell people that the that most of the people who end up in the hospital are obese elderly with comorbidities it's not healthy people most of the people are obese they don't tell you that they don't tell you by the way Uh, vitamin D3, all those, those make a huge difference. Not a little, a huge difference. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, well, Jimmy, I was going to ask you, one of the things that, look, I I, am not perfect and I'm biased in my own ways and I make mistakes, but one of the things that I always do try to be and pride myself on being as much as I can, and I fail, but I do, is to be intellectually consistent, right? So for example, if I were on the left I don't know, two minutes ago, and I believe that Big Pharma, the root of all evil uh, and the, the evilest corporations in the world, and they're all about money and they don't give a shit about actually treating people and helping them. And then a pandemic comes along and Big Pharma comes out with a product. I wouldn't necessarily immediately go, oh, Big Pharma is the best thing ever. I think they're really looking after people. But there seems to be a thing, and that's just one example out of hundreds, right? Because when Donald Trump closed the border, that was racist. And now we have The Guardian, the most left-wing newspaper in the country, going, we need to shut the border. And and that people can seem to not be able to understand that there's a connection between that same act, irrespective of who's doing it. So what is it about the sort of that way of thinking that allows people to completely bypass any previous things they've thought, any previous things they've said, and just go, this is now the message, I'm going to believe this now, and it's counter to everything I've said for my entire life, but I'm okay. So fear, I mean, that's
0: how, the, if they can make you afraid enough, if they if they can find your fear button, they can control you, and that's what's happening. Look, look at Noam Chomsky, he lost his mind. Noam Chomsky lost his fucking mind, he's so afraid. You see, he's afraid to go get his hair cut. And if you believe in the vaccines, that's what it's another thing. If you believe in the vaccines, why are you afraid? Why are you shitting your pants about catching the virus? (laughs) If you believe in the vaccine, why won't you go get your fucking haircut if the vaccines work and you're going to mandate that other people take them? which is what Chomsky wants to do. He wants to force a medical procedure against people's will. And if they don't go along with it, he said we should isolate them from society. And when asked, how do we, what about them getting food? He said, that's their problem. That's how fucking crazy Chomsky is now. And I'm one of the only guys who'll call him out. And his, his, and he won't come on my show. He'll go on anybody's show to answer questions. He won't come on my show because he knows he's fucking wrong about this. He's wrong on the science. He was wrong on force to vote, for fuck's sake. Anyway, he's, he's turned. He, Chomsky has uh, really let a lot of people down. Uh, he's every four year. He tells you to vote for Democrats, no matter what, as if it makes a difference. He said he had to vote for Joe Biden because of climate change. Joe Biden just gave more fracking permits than fuck and more drilling permits on national land than Trump ever did. It's all bullshit. It's all we, it's a one party rule. And when guys like Chomsky pretend it's not, they're doing a disservice to everybody. When he pretends the democratic party is somehow better, the democratic party is the enabler. They're the pretty face of horrible corporate destruction. That's what Barack Obama was. Barack Obama was the black Santa Claus for Wall Street. So um, I forget your question,
2: though. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about the question, Jimmy. You're doing fine without me. Um, Jimmy, here's a question
1: for you. I've always seen authoritarianism as being the problem, the rights problem by and large. You know, yeah. when I grew up. Now, obviously, you know, the communism, blah, blah, blah. But I've seen authoritarianism and the love for authoritarianism and the desire for vaccine mandates spring up with people on the left, people who I would never have believed in my wildest dreams, people like Chomsky. They, they would believe in this and that they would support these policies. What the fuck has happened?
0: Um... It's fear is all I can say. Uh, they've turned, they're pro-censorship. They did a poll, people who consider themselves lefty, again, you're not lefty if you voted for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's an extreme right-winger, but people who traditionally were considered left are uh, now for censorship. Well, when Hillary Clinton ran for president, uh, Chuck Schumer, who is the Democratic Party leader in the Senate, he, fa- he said on a uh, talk show, That they didn't care if they lost blue collar workers as voters as their voting base. The Democrats said this they go, For every blue collar voter we lose, we're going to gain two and three white collar Republicans in the suburbs. That so they're literally saying, We're trying to get Republicans to vote for us, and that's kind of what has happened the democratic party became the party of big business wall street the military industrial complex and now we have two parties representing them nobody represents the workers nobody and so that's the that's and so that's where we're left with in america again i forgot the question
2: well jimmy it's not just america i mean we have the same problem here in the uk where the labor party it's literally called the labor party uh, went from being you know, people who went through the trade unions and miners and, and train off, you know, whatever. Now they're all, you know, highly educated. They went to Oxford. Uh, they studied politics and economics or whatever it was, or diversity or whatever it is mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever it is that they study. Um, and that party, I think, is less representative of working people than even the Conservative Party, which it got elected on the backs of working people in northern areas, uh, and elected an old Etonian, like th- the very embodiment of privilege and a complete clown, as it turns out as well, and Boris Johnson. Uh, but on that, so it seems to be not just in the US, this is happening in other countries as well, where that portion of the left just really doesn't give a shit about the people that actually used to form the base of their party.
0: Yeah. And that's why guys like Donald Trump got elected. And that's why I think. I, that's why I think things like Brexit happen. They realize they don't have any political representation. I know they don't. I'm not. I mean, I don't know that much about the UK. I know Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, uh, as as soon as he advocates for the workers, that he gets called an anti-Semite. Uh, you know, a, any way to smear him as you can, just like they do me. I mean, that what if 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 you're actually going to advocate for workers, they're, they're, you're a threat, and they're going to try to smear you. It's There's, there is no represent, I mean, neoliberalism, people don't know what that is, but uh, it's
2: both. We don't know what that is. What is neoliberalism? Explain it to us, Jimmy. To me, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's, it's you, you're, it's identity politics,
0: right? It's you're liberal on all, on the surface, you know, the words of democracy, but you serve the corporations and you don't serve the people. And, and, and it's a, it's about imperialism, the United States, uh, about invading poor brown countries, uh, stealing their natural resources, funneling them to huge corporations. To me, that's that's what I think of neoliberalism. That's what I think. A liberal is supposed to be somebody who's anti-authoritarian. A liberal is supposed to be somebody who's for the people, is for freedom, for freedom of speech. Uh, neoliberals are the exact opposite. They're for censorship. They're against workers. They're against unions. They're uh, for the corporations. I mean, to me, that that's what I think of. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not an academic, that's for sure. I'm also a comedian, a nightclub comedian, entertaining drunks my whole career. And then it turns out the news is so shitty. It's so corrupted in the United States that I can do a way better job than people who get millions and millions of dollars to do the news. The news is just propaganda in the United States, 100
1: percent. And at the moment, Joe Rogan seems to be fighting his own personal battle against them. Mm by platforming all the people, you know, who have their accounts taken down, etc., etc. How long can this go on for, Jimmy? Because a populace and its citizens that no longer have faith in the media shows that society is broken as far as I'm
0: concerned. That's right. And that's why Joe Rogan gets 11 million downloads per podcast and uh, CNN gets less than a million people watching theirs. So, I mean, he's just destroying them. And Why? Because he's not propaganda. Joe Rogan is an honest uh, actor and people sense it. And uh, he reaches across the aisle. He, you know, he endorsed uh, Bernie Sanders, but they want to make him seem like he's a crazy right winger because that's what a cult does. And the Democratic Party is a cult. And look what happened to Sarah Silverman. Look what happened to Pat Oswalt. Sarah Silverman criticized an MSNBC newsreader for lying. And she did lie, and she was immediately. And the, and the news reader was African American. She was immediately pilloried as a racist, as a person you would never say that to a white woman. And she had to apologize. She had to apologize for criticizing a news person for lying. It she goes, "I'm sorry, oy." She goes, "Oy, I didn't. I don't want any trouble." And they did the same thing for me. And I said, guess what? I'm going to take some fucking trouble. I'm not going to knuckle under to the establishment. I'll take the trouble. I'm going to tell the truth. And when a news person's lying, I'm not going to go along with the fucking lie. And I'm not going to go along with the smear after I call out their lie. And that's what they did. Look what Patton Oswald did. Patton Oswald took a picture with Dave Chappelle. He had, a, he had to fucking have him do a mea culpa because he took a picture with somebody. Or he's out of the cult. That's it. Sarah Silverman, you're out of the cult. Pat Nozzle, you're out of the cult and they will do anything to stay in the cult. Isn't that the problem, Jimmy? They do
1: yes. anything to stay in the cult. Yes. When actually people like us, people like you, people like Joe Rogan will say, no, fuck you. And that means that we stand up and they become less powerful. But the people who capitulate just make them more powerful.
0: Yes. And that's sad. And I, you know, I sympathize with them. What are they going to, what are they supposed to do? Not work in show business anymore. They're in a tough spot. I, under, I yeah. you know, I blame the culture. I don't blame them, but Joe Rogan's kicking everyone's ass and he's not going to stop. And people aren't going to, you know, I just saw So they had these fake doctors, 250 doctors signed a, a letter to Spotify saying you should have someone on to counter joe rogan's misinformation meanwhile mainstream news has been lying about covid at the top of their lungs for fucking two straight years and they lie about everything but they want it but on joe rogan it's a it's dangerous because he has a counter narrative to their bullshit they want him to bring out hey why don't you make msnbc and cnn bring on dr robert malone why don't you ever fucking make that Why don't you ever make that demand that NBC and CBS, they they have to have balance. No one ever. They never brought on anybody to debunk Russiagate. They never brought on anybody to have a counter narrative to covid mandates, vaccines. None of it. They have to go on Joe Rogan's show. And by the way, Joe Rogan, I've I heard I don't know how accurate this is, but I heard that his uh, interview with Dr. Robert Malone got 40 million downloads. So by trying to censor him they again it had what they call the Streisand effect which right. is when yeah. you try to when you try to hide something and censor it and silence it you just get more attention to it and uh, people, more people see it and that's exactly what happened with Dr. Robert Malone on Joe Rogan's show and now they want Joe Rogan and Spotify to have balance nobody else has fucking balance in the news media and the biggest purveyor of misinformation is the first is the government And then the second one is the establishment news media. Joe Rogan's not the problem. Joe Rogan is the antidote to the problem.
2: Well, this is why I said recently, even though I do think uh, both Peter McCullough and Malone probably are wrong on a lot of things in my opinion. Now I'm not a medic, but I do think that. Uh, I still respect Joe for having them on. Uh, and the reason I say that is, to me, the effects of this sort of censorship where essentially uh, the big tech companies now decide what the truth is, is far worse than someone going on a podcast and saying some things that may later turn out to be medical misinformation. I just That's how I feel. And the reason I say this is, I remember the day I woke up and I saw the, the New York Post had, had posted an article about Hunter Biden. And then I saw that every single big tech company, this is on the eve of a pivotal election in your country, Jimmy, and every big tech company just went, no, you're not sharing this story. It's Russian disinformation. And let's, be, let's call it what it is. You know, people can talk about election interference and I'm sure it happens both ways, but that was blatant election interference. And these people are now claiming that they know what the truth is. That's fuck right. you, That's fuck you. And that's why I love what Joe is doing, even though I think some of the things that these guests are saying are wrong, because someone needs to push back against this shit.
0: The government is always lying. The CDC and the FDA are... Co- the FDA gets 70% of its budget from Big Pharma when they have to approve a drug or a vaccine. It's They're, they're not an independent organization. And when Donald Trump was president, uh, guess what? Every Democrat was saying the same thing, that I don't trust the... Pre- Uh, Governor Cuomo in New York said, I don't trust the process and I don't trust the FDA. I do want to ask you about that, especially as it pertains to the vaccine. We saw Dr. Fauci last night say that he trusts the experts at the the FDA. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now?
1: Well, first, uh, how confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident, but my opinion doesn't matter. I don't believe the American people are that confident you're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine. It was new. It was done quickly. But trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe. Uh, And um, we're not 100 percent sure of the consequences. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be.
0: He then they wanted him to be the next Democratic president before he got uh, kicked out of office for killing all those old people and sexually harassing everyone. And and Joe Biden said he was vaccine hesitant. Kamala Harris said she wouldn't take the vaccine. They all said a version of this. Mm, And then all of a sudden Joe Biden becomes president. Now they completely flip their tune and I'm supposed to believe them? Joe Biden's a fucking pathological liar. He's a bigger liar. He's just as big a liar as Trump. And uh, I've got the receipts to prove it. The guy's uh, and he's demented. And they're lying to us that this guy isn't demented. And I'm supposed to believe them. Fuck you. Fauci's a criminal. He should be in jail. There's a movie called the Dallas Buyers Club, which stars Matthew McConaughey. And yeah, it's I've all about it. how, uh, how the uh, the government, Fauci, fucked over AIDS patients by keeping drugs that could help them away, just like they did with COVID. They've suppressed early treatments with COVID, just so you know this. And uh, and they're still doing it. And they still won't tell you about vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin K2, uh, zinc, monoclonals. They'll never mention that shit. But what do they say ad hominem? Masks, vaccines. That's it. Masks and vaccines, masks and vaccines. That's all they say. So uh, I have a problem with YouTube. I go, so what am I supposed because I'm not supposed to go against the FDA or CDC guidelines and anything I say, I go, well, what happens when they're lying? Don't I get to call them out? Because they're lying all the time. And they go, no, you don't get to call them out.
1: (laughs) And look, that's the problem. Because before you could go on YouTube and give an alternative or a narrative, but now that's not even an option. Eight months ago or a year ago, if you had said, hey, listen, COVID probably came from a lab and here are the reasons why, and here are these very learned intellectual scientists who are going to explain that to you, that would be gone overnight.
2: Yeah. And now we think that's definitely what happened. Yeah. Right. And you're allowed to talk about it. Now it's the truth again, Jimmy. It wasn't the truth. Now it is the truth.
0: Well, Fauci first said mask didn't work and don't yep. bother. And then two months later, he said, yeah, everybody's got to wear a mask. And they said, well, you said nobody should wear. He said, yeah, I was lying then. <laughs> he literally said that. He goes, yeah, I was lying then. Uh, because I was afraid people would go out and buy masks. And we needed masks for our hospital workers. So I lied to everybody. And that guy still has his job and I'm supposed to fucking believe anything that guy says. And, I, and I'm the conspiracy nut because I question a guy who admitted he lied and that guy should be in jail. How many people died because they didn't wear a mask and they got coronavirus and fucking died because of it? Uh, you tell me. So uh, he lied about herd immunity and he lied about funding gain of function. He lied to Congress which he should be in jail. Of course, he's lying at the behest of the oligarchs, so they'll never, they'll never even have a hearing. You know, they never even had a hearing about the torture program George Bush ordered. There was never even a hearing about. It. They're literally ordering, which is still going on. They're still, they're still, they still have a torture facility in Guantanamo. And, uh, you know, the, no, so that's it. We're, we're done. Uh, uh, and, and, and the people who vote Democrat pretend that they're, they're, they're fighting fascism and authoritarianism that Trump is some kind of crazy fascist. No, you guys are actually uh, voting for it and you're for it. They're for censorship. They're for authoritarian lockdowns. And they've been lying to you since day one. We're never getting rid of the virus. There's no way to ever get rid of the virus. Omicron presents as a cold. And so Dr. Robert Malone, when he came on my show, said this. He said, what you want to have the virus do is you want to vaccinate the people who are are at risk. You want to vaccinate the elderly and people with comorbidities and the obese. You want to make sure you vaccinate them, but you let the virus circulate in healthy people, then it will mutate to become more infectious and less deadly. If you over-vaccinate everybody, this is what Robert Malone said, if you over-vaccinate healthy people, it's just like when you use too many antibiotics on farm animals and then it becomes resistant to the antibiotics. And that's what will happen to a virus. That's what he said. And then it will mutate to become more deadly or more resistant to the vaccines. And you don't want that. And that's exactly the process that they're they're under right now. Vaccinate everyone, boost everyone. The WHO is strongly against first world countries do using boosters. It's on their website because they haven't gotten the vaccines to poor countries yet. Right. And why haven't they gotten the vaccines to poor countries if they think vaccines will end the pandemic is because there's no money to be made in giving the vaccine to poor countries, you fucking chumps. That's why. That you know that Bill Gates by the way who's a college dropout. Why are people interviewing him about a fucking pandemic or a virus or a vaccine? Why? Cuz he's really rich and he controls the news media by giving them money. That's why people are why the fuck would we listen to Bill Gates? This guy who's got a He's the one who wouldn't let Oxford, Oxford was going to give away their vaccine for free. He said, "Don't do it." And now, and they didn't, and so now everyone's making millions of dollars or billions of dollars off the vaccine. So that's who Bill Gates is. And Bill Gates also uh, a good friend of Jeffrey Epstein. So looks like he's a pedophile and a criminal, and he's bought the me- news media. And why are we turning to him for it? Uh, he, he's not a virologist. He's not even a college graduate.
2: Uh, Jimmy, uh, before <laughs> we go on, I should explain... <laughs> The, here in the United Kingdom, we have very different libel laws to the ones you have over there in America. So I am going to add the word allegedly <laughs> yeah. in front of the words you said about That's I said it
0: looks like. That's why I said it looks like. <laughs> that know, I... looks like he's a pedophile. It looks like he's a pedophile. I can't say for certain that he is, but it certainly looks like he's a pedophile. And it yeah, certainly to looks be fair, like he... we
2: also can't say that he's not a pedophile. We just don't know.
0: Yeah. We don't know. And it certainly looks like he's a corrupt criminal. For sure, 100%. Yeah. But
1: what we do know <laughs> is that Windows is not a good operating system. That we do know, Jimmy. He's <laughs> uh, a listen.
0: monopolist. He's a greedy capitalist monopolist. And of course, <laughs> he's doing the same thing with his vaccines.
1: Do you have a website? Or do you plan to
2: have a website? Well, if you do, then Easy DNS are the company for you. Easy DNS is the perfect domain name registrar provider and web host for you. They have a track record of standing up for their
1: clients, whether it be cancel culture, deplatform attacks, or overzealous government agencies.
2: He knows a bit about that. So will you in a second. Easy DNS have rock-solid network infrastructure and incredible customer support.
1: They're in your corner no matter
2: what the world throws at you, unless it's your ex-girlfriend, in which case you're on your own. You'd know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Move your domains and websites over to EasyDNS right now. All you've got to do is head over to EasyDNS.com forward slash triggered and use our promo code, which is of course triggered as well, and you will get 50% off the initial purchase.
1: Sign up for their newsletter, Access of Easy, that tells you everything you need to know about technology, privacy, and
2: censorship. Let me ask you this. Oh, oh, well, I
1: want to ask you this question. And look, nobody knows the answer to this. But what I'm going to ask you anyway. But I'm going to ask you anyway, because you've been operating this space a long time. Do you think that Spotify eventually are going to kick Rogan out the door? Mm. No. Where there's going to be... Interesting.
0: Why? So I don't think people don't realize this, that Joe Rogan had his show on YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google. Guess who owns Spotify? Google. So they wanted to take him off of YouTube because he's getting too much heat, but they didn't want to lose his revenue. So they put him over on Spotify. So now, because they were writing articles about YouTube and getting them uh, the advertisers nervous about advertising on YouTube. So they were like, let's take care of this. Let's make sure we can get all the money. And let's put him on Spotify, get all the money from Joe Rogan without having to worry about advertisers and shit like that. Uh, that's what that was. Uh, it, it's, isn't that interesting
2: to know that Spotify is owned by Google? Google. I didn't know that. YouTube? I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. Now that makes a yeah. lot of sense. So, so you think the numbers talk, Joe does huge numbers and they're just going to let him do what he does on Spotify.
0: Yeah. Joe Rogan. I, I don't, he, he didn't even need Spotify. Like, you know I mean? He, I know he, he could have just went to do, do Joe com and just, I mean, he's that big that he's bigger I think he's bigger than the platforms that you know I mean he's not bigger than YouTube obviously, but he's big enough that he doesn't need them and I think i think i mean again i'm not i'm not a I'm no business genius believe me I don't know but i would so I could be wrong about this, but uh, I don't think joe rogan needs a a, a a a comp a corporation to give him a platform but He's that. I think that's why he said he took the Spotify deal was because they kept demonetizing his videos on YouTube. And so he goes, I do a show and then I don't get to make any money off it. And they like a bot, And, and I got to you know, I'm paying to make the show. And and so he decided, well, I'm going to I don't want to be censored anymore. I'm going to go to Spotify. And right. so I, I wish I wish Spotify would make me an offer. I would go in a second because I'm tired. Uh, it's really uh it, it, it's really grating and it's exhausting uh, to worry about being c- not only censored, but worry about having your channel taken down because they already censored me uh, already, and but they won't tell me what I did. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I we, go,
2: have did same, I we have go, the same. We have the same issue. Can give me a timestamp
0: in the video? Uh, and they go, "No, we can't." Can you give me the words I said that you didn't like? No. Those are internal documents. I go, you know, this doesn't pass the smell test, right? That this sounds corrupt, that you guys are just targeting me. If you won't give me the fucking receipts on what you said I said. And they're like, well, that's just the way it works for everybody. And I go, I know that's why you guys are corrupt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think, uh, Jimmy. I think it's actually worse than they are targeting you or us because we have exact same problems. What's happened is there are massive multinational a global corporation that outsources this shit to a call center somewhere in india where you've got a guy who doesn't understand the american culture or the american system or the british system or freedom of speech or any of that just making decisions you got a tw- or it's a 20 year old in silicon valley or whatever it is it's like one person has this tremendous amount of power and they don't give a shit They're not trying to work these things out on the basis of principles. It's just a thing to them. And and I don't think it's even it goes into some kind of massive uh, conspiracy against voices like ours. I just think we're not very important, and they don't spend much time or energy on it. And they don't really give a shit because they're a monopoly. They don't have to explain anything to you or us. They don't have to. Because where else are we going to go? No one is ever going to compete with YouTube. If if they get... uh, you know, just
0: like like Rumble. Right. So Rumble's big thing is they won't censor you. And so I'm on Rumble. Uh, but I told the guy when I was signing up that he was he was tr- making the pitch to me. Please, Jimmy, come, you know, use our use our uh, our platform. We'd like to have you on our platform. And I said, sure, I'll, I, I, I'm glad that you guys won't censor. And he said, oh, we'll never censor. I go, well, you eventually you're going to censor. And they said, no, we're not going to. I go, well, yes. I mean, if this works and it becomes really popular, YouTube's going to buy you and then it's over. They go, no, well, we won't ever sell. I go, everybody has a price and YouTube has the money. You know, they're going to give. They fucking Facebook bought it. What did they buy? Instagram for. They, They did. They bought Instagram for like $20 billion, right? And WhatsApp. They bought WhatsApp. I mean, who can resist $20 billion? You can't resist fucking $20 billion. Nobody can do that. And so uh, there will never be a platform to rival YouTube. And so in the United States, what we need to do is nationalize YouTube just uh, and make it a, a public utility, right? So then all the same laws that apply, uh, like free speech, so we have free speech laws in the United States and that would apply to YouTube. And then so that's what we need to do. And we need to break it up. I don't know how they do that, but they but people who are smarter than me say you can break up, break it up like places like Facebook and places like uh, YouTube. Now, Google and Facebook. Here's the thing that people don't realize in the United States, 70 or 80 percent of the people get their news from Google and Facebook. Right. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that uh, two companies control Most of the flow of information in the United States, that's not good for a healthy democracy. Uh, That's actually bad. And both of those places are censoring at the behest of the establishment. So that's why we got to, however you can break them up, break them up. But I say nationalize them. And because right now they can take away someone's YouTube channel or someone's Twitter account or someone's Facebook account. And what I, I try to explain to people that, you know, 20 years ago, Everybody knew if you were going to open a business or be a public person, you have to have a phone, right? You have to have a phone to be able to do business in the United States. And that's why it's considered a public utility and it's regulated, right? So AT&T can't take away your phone if they listen in on your conversations and they don't like the shit you're saying. Oh, you're saying, anti, you're saying misinformation over the phone, so we're going to take your phone away. Nobody uh, nobody thinks that that should happen, but they'll let you, them take away your Facebook or your Twitter or your YouTube because they don't like what you're saying. Well, that's you can't run a business today without having a Facebook or a Twitter account, and in my case, YouTube. Uh, all those things should be public utilities because you can't function in today's society without them. And so you you shouldn't let a corporation dictate who gets to be in society and who doesn't. If it's really a public square, which it is, social media is the new town square. You should be able to say whatever you want under the first amendment protections in the United States. But turns out, uh, you know, there's a quote that the price of Liberty is eternal vigilance. And, Uh, we are not vigilant in the United States because I had no idea half the country or even more of it would be yearning for censorship. They cheer it on. People with YouTube channels who are in the lefty news space cheer. They say, I have no problem with YouTube uh, kicking someone off if they violate their terms of service. That's just shocking to me. That's what YouTubers say who are in the space. So uh, yeah, we're living in a... We're living in George Orwell's 1984. We're living in Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. It's here. And uh, like the frog in the pot, people didn't notice that they're, it's now boiling. And they're, they're, they're kicking people uh, off. They fired 72,000 healthcare workers in the middle of a deadly pandemic in New York because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Does that sound like they care about people's health care when they're firing 72,000 health care workers, people who just worked through a covid pandemic when there was no vaccine and they were heroes? And now you're firing those same people, 72,000 of them in the middle of a deadly pandemic. I don't think this is about people's health because they don't give us health care in the United States. They give us a vaccine. If it was about our health, they give us fucking health care and they're never going to do that.
2: A good positive note to end the show on, Jimmy. <laughs> we're running out of time, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We, as always, we're going to ask you a couple of questions for our locals in a second. But before we do that, we have our usual final question for you.
1: Which is always, what's the one thing we're not talking about but we really should be?
0: Boy, well, I, I, I wish I knew. I, uh, I, I, The thing I find that people aren't talking about is you're going to get COVID, so get ready for it, and here's how you get ready for it. Get your vitamin D3 up, get your zinc up, get your K2 up, find out where you can get monoclonal antibodies, fluvoxamine, get a doctor who's willing to prescribe you things and not be intimidated by the CDC, and the thing that no one's talking about is that everyone is going to get COVID no matter how many vaccines you get, no matter how many masks you wear, you are going to get it, so you should prepare to get it, and who do you care if you get it from, a Vaccinated person or an unvaccinated person. And these mandates are not about health. These mandates are to mandate that a corporation gets profits.
1: There we go. Jimmy Dore, it's been an absolute pleasure. Jimmy, if people want to find you online, where's the best place to do that? Jimmy
2: Dore, Jimmy, thanks so much for coming on. We'll do our questions for locals. But in the meantime, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much. And thank you all for watching and listening. we we'll back very soon with another brilliant episode like this one or Raw Show. All of them go out at 7pm UK time.
1: And for those of you who like your trigonometry on the go, it's also available as a podcast. Take care and see you soon, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this incredible interview. Remember to subscribe and hit the bell button so that you never miss another fantastic episode.
2: And if you believe that the work we do here at Trigonometry is important, support us by joining our Locals community using the link below.
1: Before you go, consider joining our exclusive member feed. As a member, you'll get ad-free and extended
2: interviews. Click the membership link in the podcast description or find the exclusive episodes link on your podcast listening app to join us.